Hello and welcome to today's independent travel podcast, Tuesday the 6th of June. And guess what? I'm sitting on a train, but it's not moving anywhere. This is the 1111, the express train from Fredrikstad in Norway, all the way to Gothenburg in Sweden. Except that it doesn't appear as though it's going to be going to Gothenburg. It uh, looks as though it might be going to a border station called Halden and then possibly onwards from there. We shall see. Here comes the driver. I'm in the silent coach. Good morning. Yes, it is silent class. There's no first class on these trains just silent class and normal class i'm in silent class but nobody else is so that explains why things are just a little bit quiet so utter chaos and confusion it reminds me a bit of some sundays in the uk where you've got no clue about what's happening with your rail replacement buses but i'm afraid it is very much uh, in tune with everything else which has happened to me while I've been in the far north. I'm now actually south of Oslo, but let me talk through what happened. I left you at uh, Luleå station, which is on the Gulf of Bothnia, the armpit of Scandinavia between Finland and Sweden. I was there very, very early in the morning, and the idea was that I would be travelling on the train, how lovely, across to Narvik, Well, the train didn't turn up. There was apparently emergency engineering works. Eventually, a rail replacement bus turned up. It was bright yellow. When it did, and I'm not sure what's happening behind me, but uh, please excuse the noises off. When it did, um, it travelled via various random stops in the middle of nowhere to a place called Bowden, which I've never heard of except in the context of clothes shops. At Bowden, which is a big Arctic railway junction, there was actually a train waiting. Here comes the driver again. I'm going to pretend to be quiet. Right, people getting off, people getting on. This is all very encouraging. There was a train. It was the Karuna Express. That's what I'm calling it. Don't know what its real name is. I do know um, that the... (laughs) There were no passengers on it at all. It was great to meet the uh, driver, David, and the train manager, and Kristin, and it was a very exciting journey. Um, You can buy reindeer sandwiches on board. It arrived in Kiruna, possibly a few minutes after the train had departed for Narvik. Never actually found that out. Pretty much everything seemed to be cancelled that day. And Narvik itself, fascinating place, effectively. It exists only because it is a mountain of iron ore. And it was with a couple of geologists that I travelled most of the way to Narvik from there. Journey of a couple of hours um, through spectacular scenery. And that was because I was hitchhiking due to there being no other way of getting anywhere. Hitchhiking generally very good Um, they dropped me off just north of Narvik and I hitched a lift first time ever in a Ford Mustang electric car into Narvik an interesting place I would recommend that you go there on your meanderings then ah four hours 40 minutes on bus number 300 going all the way to Rövik no I hadn't heard of it at all either it's a bus stop with a beach attached 
halfway down the Lofoten Islands. Um, very long, quite expensive bus ride, about 40 quid, I think. Um, anyway, and then the promised connection didn't happen. And in the end, a uh, very nice clap chap called Berger kindly stopped his nice blue Volvo and drove me into Henningsver, lovely place which I would urge you to get to. Buses thin on the ground. Oh, yes, they are in the Arctic, as you might imagine. So next day, successfully hitched to the main road back to Rurvik. Uh, that beach wasn't looking any more tempting. Quite quickly got a lift to a place called Lechness. No, never heard of that either. I wouldn't race back there if I were you. But through astonishing road trip scenery. Absolutely glorious. And then, oh my goodness, the longest wait, getting on for an hour in bitter Arctic winds. With just all these cars driving past. It was remarkable. Until, until two sets of French tourists picked me up. Oh yes, they did. Um, the first one uh, took me just a few miles and then the next one, well, that, that was Olivier and uh, Marie-Paul and they could not have been nicer. They were exploring and effectively it turned into a morning and half an afternoon of going around being tourists together. It was great. One of the finest lifts ever, which um, was what was uh, needed. After that, well, it involved a... Um, a ferry, which was very good, about 20 quid, three hours, 15 minutes, right across. It, it looked like a lifeboat. It was built for Arctic storms. It was a really strong wind, but it just carved straight across to Baudeur. Yes, I have to pronounce it like that. It, you will think it's spelled Bodo. Anyway, you're going to be hearing a lot more about it because it's the European capital of culture or one of them next year. Oh, my goodness. If that's the best Norway could do. It does have one advantage. You can walk to the airport, which I did. And then I flew from there to Oslo. And by the miracle of the uh, plane and the train, I managed to catch a train which was due to leave two minutes before the plane arrived. Oh, yes. Oslo Airport, one of the most beautiful in Europe and, well, probably in the world, actually. Lovely design. And I hadn't fully realised that you come out as an, a, um, a, a domestic passenger and the plane was 10 minutes early and then suddenly you're there on top of the station. And after one false attempt trying to get to the fly tour get bit, I found the right uh, platform, went through two, two revolving doors and finally got on the train with, I was going to say two minutes to spare, no, two minutes after it should have gone. And it was one of those... Um, Marvellous trains, you get on, the doors close, and there you are in beautiful Oslo, which was an absolute joy. 10 o'clock at night, walking through the main uh, city centre, beautiful, followed by a train out here to Frederikstad, which has a most spectacular old town, and I would heartily recommend it. It also has the advantage of being... Uh, about as far north as, ooh, let's say, the far north of Scotland and a lot warmer than the Arctic north and a train which may or may not go. As I speak to you, it is 40 seconds before it is due to depart. I'm not sure if it will, but we can find out very quickly. I am quite surprised that in a part of the world that you might regard as being well, very well provided for uh, because Norway is such a rich country and 
where and Sweden also its neighbour is doing pretty well and they're trying to encourage people to travel by public transport rather than they're in their nice um, Volvos and Saabs that um, uh, the railways are quite such a muddle but that seems to be how they are anyway I'm going to comply with the rules of silence class very shortly we are exactly now due to depart but we haven't anyway I will oh hang on we have we are we're on the move uh, no no um, silent classes looking well very silent because of the absence of people in it but uh, it's in any event an on-time train and it is heading vaguely south in the general direction of Gothenburg what could possibly go wrong I'll talk to you tomorrow thanks for listening goodbye Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.